Christmas music has played such a huge part in pop culture. Did you know that when Mariah Carey released her Christmas album, Merry Christmas, back in 1994, many people were confused? Because this is Mariah Carey at the height of Mariah Carey. She was releasing a holiday album. Now, what's interesting is up until that point, so many artists were at the end of their recording contracts, the end of their recording career. Many people thought this would be a way for an artist to get back into the spotlight, release something familiar. Well, Mariah Carey, at the top of her career, decided to create a Christmas album, and it paid off and continues to pay off. Now you see so many artists releasing Christmas songs or Christmas versions of their songs. You know them, I know them, we all know them. I was able to sit down with Steve Anderson and do an exclusive track-by-track of his work with Kylie Minogue on Kylie Christmas. That's right, you're going to be able to hear all of Kylie Minogue's songs from that album, including the deluxe edition, and the reasons behind them, and why certain songs got chosen. So take a moment, sit back, relax, and just listen to these stories. And you might learn a thing or two. And as with everything with the original doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see anything leaked, please report it to the webmaster. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons, you all rock. And for those, if it's your first time listening on the original doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn all about these great stories so that we can fall in love again. So my name is James Rodriguez. Enjoy. Everyone, I would like to welcome you back to the original doll. I am your host, James Rodriguez, on the original doll and package music with the people who create it. And today we have one of your favorites, returning guest, host, amazing human being, Steve Anderson. Steve, thank you for joining us again on the original doll. Thank you for asking me to come back and thank you for all of the people that were kind enough to send like comments and tweets and insta stuff from the last time i was on and i really really loved it and you know you know i loved this show and you've had lots of my friends on recently simon ellis has been on and johnny douglas has been on and um yeah i'm loving your work as always so i'm always happy to come back well and the great thing is there are so many every time you're like this onion of a guest because I'll have you on we'll talk about one thing and then people are like wait can you ask him about this uh, did you know did you? and I'm like okay everyone we're going to try to get through as much as I can I go you know we have Steve here who is super busy so I'm not trying to like take up all your time cuz legitimately the hundreds upon hundreds of questions that I get are it's over your whole discography which I think speaks to your talent and that's why I think I'd love having you on because I learned something new about these songs. And and also there are new listeners that that hear these songs for the first time. Because I always say, it's not bad if somebody doesn't know a song or an artist before. New ears help continue that, that legacy of music. So thank you for coming here. So today we are going to talk about, this is going to be the most in-depth ever interview of all time uh, for Kylie Minogue's christmas album and there's a bunch of different versions of it but i have never received so much love and people telling their stories about these songs that they add to their family memories and their christmas memories so steve i want to go through 
track by track and just kind of talk to you about these because so many people said, did you know that this was song was number one in my country? Did you know the fans of your music wanted you to know this? So there's a bunch of great things that I'm going to try to like condense everything as much as I can. So let's go to the, to the Kylie Christmas project. How early did you know that it was actually going to be a thing? Was it an idea years before? Was it something, Hey, let's, let's make this work. Like, was it always on kind of the schedule that this was going to happen? A Christmas album. I think about the beginning of the year that it came out, I think there were conversations about what's next. And I think um, I seem to remember it was at a point where it, it, there wasn't, there wasn't a, there wasn't a kind of mood to do another original record. They just had one out and it was um, what's next. And I have a feeling, um, in fact, my friend Larry Flick said this the other day that, you know, Christmas albums, you have a lot of people go, oh, you know, they're going to do a Christmas album. But I think you have to reach a certain level as an artist to be able to actually do one. And also when you're going to do one, it, it, it you have to always remember that it is genuinely, literally the gift that keeps on giving, as in this thing, it, it's alive for about a month and a half, and then really no one listens to, uh, to, to Christmas music on Boxing Day. So you've got to get it right, for not for that year, you've got to get it right for every year that follows. Because as you said, people will get it out, people will you know, put it on at the beginning of Christmas when they're decorating their tree. And, and I think she is Christmas. I mean, you know, everything about her is, you know, in, embodies that magic. So it was incredibly important to make sure that we picked material and versions and so and, and things that she could really, really sell and it would feel ultimately Kylie. And that's why we decided you've always got to have classics. You know, everyone wants classics, mm -hmm. but um, we all decided at the beginning that we wanted to have a few songs on there that were not necessarily Christmas songs, but reminded people of Christmas, which in hindsight, I've <laughs> been made aware that certain songs in the UK that we associate with Christmas are not associated in the rest of the world with Christmas. So for example, the song on there called Only You, which was a duet with James Corden, was a massive hit Christmas single, Christmas number one in this country um for for a band called the flying pickets but isn't a christmas so you know we're aware so there's some things that were on there that people might have gone huh? what's that got to do but whatever we did it had to have a spirit and a feel of christmas so yeah i'd say early early the early in the year that it was released we started talking about it and then we would go in and do what was called routining songs so we try songs out just with piano her voice tracks rough things what works what doesn't um and secondarily we would start and we're and not only me by the way lots of other people as well would get into the idea of starting to write songs specific christmas songs to see if there's anything that would be good enough to make it on there um which believe me if you ask any songwriter i would suggest they would agree the hardest hardest thing to do in the world is to write a christmas song because everything mm -hmm. is been done before so we managed to get some some good ones but um yeah it's quite daunting to do and what i was gonna say is and i remember even you know this came out about 2015 back in like 93 94 when mariah released hers many people said 
oh, this is not what you do when you're at the height. This is something that, you know, an established artist does decades later. And she proved them wrong. But additionally, she said, then you go, well, what sort of Christmas songs original do you add that haven't been done before? And she said that was like the hardest part because she's like, do we go for this slow, you know, missing you ballad or do we go this upbeat kind of Ronettes thing? And she created this kind of plethora of songs. And I remember thinking how hard it must be for every person to create original Christmas music that has to connect with people. And it doesn't have a year to connect with people. You know, this album of of the Kylie Christmas came out like the week before in the U.S., like Thanksgiving. So like mid-November mm. of that year. So you had that, yeah. you had like six weeks to make it work. Um, and you did. So what I want to do is because we've had so many amazing, amazing comments about this. And for the listeners, if you haven't heard it yet, there are different versions of this album, including the regular Kylie Christmas. Uh, there's the Snow Queen Deluxe Edition. There's the Deluxe Bonus versions with like videos on there. I'm going to send links to everyone on this, but here's some fun information. Those variations of the Christmas album have charted in almost 140 different iTunes charts worldwide. So that is not only on like the holiday charts in the UK, but also the overall charts or the pop charts. So this album went global and it did well and it continues to do well. Some of these um, iTunes stores have had Kylie Christmas in their top 10 since it came out. So it's a continual evergreen and everything. And I think that speaks to the hard work of you and everyone else who created it, that you created something. That not only was a great just album in its own production wise, but that connected with people. So we're going to go to this now. Here's what I want to do. We're going to go through track by track because listeners, what I want you to do is when you listen to this episode, we want to do it a little differently. We'll talk about the one track, give some fun things, pause this and then go. If you haven't bought the versions that are out there, go ahead, do so stream it as well and then play the song next. Treat me, the original doll, as an ad in between each of those songs so you could hear it and enjoy it. So here we go. Off to the beginning. We have It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Janusz from Poland said, this is my favorite Christmas album. I always wondered, is it difficult to think of what song would have opened the album? Was there a discussion or was there another song considered for the opening of this? Because it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. And the background information, since 2019, this song by itself is charted on 36 different iTunes charts worldwide. It peaked in Malta at number two on the pop charts. Cypress, number four on the holiday charts. Malta, number four on the overall charts. UK, number five holiday. Panama, number five. Kazakhstan, number six on the holiday charts. That's just some of those. That song itself. Those are the charts that it did, just a small percentage of those. So you did something and you did something well, Steve. So let's talk about it's the most wonderful time of the year. Wow. I love those stats. I love I love a statistic. So that's, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, truth be told, I think the moment that we knew we were making a Christmas record, I think I, I'm almost positive she and I just knew that we had to start with this um it's got that at uh, that intro that fanfare everything it, it it's the it's a welcome it was the first song on the on the shows that she did at the royal Albert hall as well and it just it sets everything up it says everything it's a kind of like a big you know a beautiful door with a garland around it and you know it just says this this is it and i think 
we always knew that there would be different styles on this record but one of the ones that we really wanted to do was a nod to the classic big band style you know and and just so everyone knows we, we from my part of this record which is I, I did most of it but I didn't do all of it um it was all recorded in in one studio so it was recorded in angel studios which is you know hilarious considering what there's a christmas album. <laughs> um and all of the videos that people saw um that were made from it were also filmed at that when we were recording it so all of the musicians the band the brass the strings the choir everybody was brought in and we did it over about 10 days um and all of the decorations that you see in the videos were in were there the whole time so from day, from day one we had you know the toy soldiers and the sleigh and the four christmas trees and you know <laughs> it was there we were in a grotto for like 10 days um but yeah most wonderful time of the year it literally was when we were going through things it was like this has to open it so the answer to your question is straight away there was never you couldn't nothing could contend nothing could beat starting with this song nothing ever got close i love it now listeners are going to be playing in the background and remember pause this so that you can go ahead and listen to it's the most wonderful time of the year Kylie Minogue. it's the most wonderful time of the It's jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the happy, happiest season. All right, up next we have Santa Claus is Coming to Town with Sinatra. Now, this song, since 2019, so four years after this was even released, it charted by itself in over 16 iTunes charts worldwide. It went number two in Thailand on the holiday charts, number nine in Costa Rica on the holiday charts. We have Judy said, thank you to Kylie, Steve, and everyone involved. My daughter and I play this album every year when we're decorating the tree. We actually bonded over this the first time we heard it together and made it an annual thing. So thank you so much. Tell everyone Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, Happy Holidays. Steve, can you please tell us a little bit about the decision to have Sinatra on that? Well, this is an an absolute dream come true moment. This is a complete pinch me moment. This was a, we wondered if it could happen because there was always going to be some duets um and again it's kylie so the idea is you want to go a bit left field um and i i at the time she was signed to parlophone records uh who are obviously an associate of emi so it there, there is a sinatra connection there um and i knew that there'd been virtual sinatra duets done before but i wasn't really sure how it happened so we just sort of said you know manifested and just said could this even be a thing could it even be possible um and then the next thing i knew i was um contacted by the sinatra estate and they said yep this is possible um and the way that it was possible is you know in the world that we live in now it's very easy to get stems for things but obviously when frank sinatra was around mm-hmm. it didn't happen but what um what was fascinating was when frank sinatra used to record his tv specials he was at one end of the room 
and the orchestra was at the other end of the room, which meant that his voice was isolated. So now there are ways of doing that with technology like AI and stuff where you can, and all of the people that listening that do mashups and stuff will know that there's a load of ways Mm -hmm. that you can extract it. But actually this was so that the voice was recorded on the camera. So it was the original audio. So it was pretty clean. There was a bit of spill from the orchestra. So the second thing with this one, and this is, I will go slightly nerdy and techie with this. So, so bear love with it, me. Love it. The second, <laughs> the second thing with this was because there was a tiny bit of spill. And when I say spill, I just mean that on his microphone, you could hear some of the orchestra, but not very much. We needed to keep the arrangement of it exactly the same. So the next step of it mm. was to go to Nelson Riddle's estate who did the arrangement. Nelson Riddle is a legendary arranger, probably one of my favorite arrangers of all time and did loads of did tons of things for Frank and to get the score, the original score from him. Then we'd had to basically make a, what's known as a map where we make a new click track to Frank's vocal to make sure that absolutely everything is on. And then I get the band. So for this album, it was Kylie's tour band at the time um, and get them played. So they're playing the rhythm section. Then there's obviously the big band, the brass stuff, and then there's the strings and then there's, you know, everything else. So on this one, it was when we actually got Sinatra's vocal. and And I think I might have spoken to you before. There was about, the time when the very first time I ever heard Michael Jackson's vocal on its own and, mm-hmm. I, and I had goosebumps and shivers. This is the same as that, you know, years later, after I've heard solo vocals by some of the biggest artists in the world, nothing prepared me from, for just put listening to a Frank Sinatra solo vocal. And then of course it was never a duet before. So it was, how do we make it a duet and how mm. does it sound like a, a, it was done together almost because we didn't want it to sound stuck on. So we spent so much time working out what he would sing, what she would sing again in this process called routining that I've spoken about before, where you just try things out where she would harmonize, how we would make it her as much as it's him. Um, mm-hmm. Be respectful, hugely respectful, of course. Um, and I've done virtual duets before with other people with 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 Elvis Presley and, and, and Nat King Cole. So I'm very aware of how respectful you need to be when you're dealing with these these artists that are sadly no longer with us. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a, a real passion project and to get everyone to just play and deliver exactly the arrangement, exactly the performance and make it believable as if as if it could i mean obviously it could never happen but i wanted it to feel like it had happened in real life that they had got together somehow so that's the story behind that one and i still to this day cannot believe that it happened oh my god i love it everyone this is santa claus is coming to 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 noun see this is this is how early in the morning (laughs) it is santa claus is coming to town with kylie and frank sinatra here's a little snippet He's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. All right. Up next, we have Winter Wonderland and Winter Wonderland. And these are just, by the way, iTunes charts by themselves. These songs all charted by themselves. This song was over on over 10 different iTunes charts worldwide, peaking at number four in Latvia on the holiday charts and number four in Panama on the pop charts, which is amazing. Anytime I see any sort of holiday songs chart in any other genres, it's really freaking awesome. So Winter Wonderland, Oksana from St. Petersburg said that she would like to hear a little bit more about Winter Wonderland. She said, was this one of the first songs you thought of doing? I always think this song is probably so hard to record and cover. So many people had it. This was the first Christmas that I was in remission. So this song and this album holds true to me. Thank you so much. So that's Oksana from St. Petersburg. Well, thank you, Oksana. And I'm I'm glad to hear that it was uh, helpful when you when you're in mission i hope you're well now um uh winter wonderland i think whenever you make these records there's an expectation that there are a bunch of songs you have to record um but again you you need to be careful and 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 oksana's right you know with the, the you know the really big ones you know mariah and buble who kind of own it it's like you, you can't just go and do the same thing um but there was a really cool we did a few things um, a few years before this album um, when we were making the soundtrack to a, a, a documentary film called White Diamond about Kylie. Um, and we explored um, some, some more kind of jazz stuff. Um, for, for a lot of predominantly Blossom Deary, actually. We recorded a bunch of songs that Blossom had done. And I love that sound of her voice. So we thought, let's find a, a version of this song that is just a bit more jazz, a bit more laid back, and um, and just fits in a in, in in a nice kind of you know beautiful jazz club. So it, we could have gone anyway. We could have gone with the Motown version. We could have, but again, every single song on this record, we wanted to say how can we make it different and how can we make it uniquely Kylie. So that's why we chose to do it this way. I love that. All right, listeners, this is Winter Wonderland. Don't forget, you can pause this and play it on your preferred streaming, or you can put on that vinyl, which is going to be available very, very soon. Ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is crystal. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. We're walking in a All right, up next. Now, this is the controversial Only You, because so many people were like, I love this song. It sounds great. I don't understand. And you kind of talked about it at the beginning of this, where people were like, what, this is a Christmas song? I didn't know that. But for, for the listeners, yes, we got a bunch of these, and we're going to talk about this. Uh, but Only You, with James Corden, since 2019, has charted in over 46 different iTunes charts worldwide by itself. And it was number one on the holiday charts in Sri Lanka, the UK, Switzerland, and Austria. That's just a few of the feats for this song. So can you talk a little bit about, we talked a little bit before about this Only You. So was this considered early on and the James Corden part? Because I believe this was recorded before he got his television show in the US. Can you talk a little bit about the creation of this? 
Yeah, sure. So as I say, it was um, in the it was originally a, the original version. It was by Yazoo, uh, incredible UK British synth pop band with Alison Moyet. And then there was a weird cover of it that was a number one hit with this a cappella group called the Flying Pickets. And it was a Christmas number one. And it's a reminder of everyone number one. So I, I it was one of three or four on here that I was I knew that I could reinvent in a way that would make it kind of wintry and icy and a bit Christmassy. Um, and it's one of the songs on this record that features an incredible um, girls choir that uh, I've worked with um, a lot. And they have that real, you know, kind of icy Scandi kind of sound to them. Mm. That's just instant goosebumps and chills. Um, uh, so, but the James Corden uh, angle was very much, um to do with her and uh, uh the a r guy miles leonard from the record label who was really really smart at picking up on the next big thing um and i think you and i'm glad you said that because at this time this is before james even had his tv show this was it hadn't he hadn't really hit it hadn't he was still a, a, a you know a, a great actor but hadn't really sung that much either um, and we knew he had the most beautiful voice and he and her were friends anyway. Um, so it was something. So what we did was we recorded it as a solo version um, and then kind of said, made some suggestions to James, as in you could try this line, you could try that line, try, but his vocal on it is, is so gorgeous. It's so soft and wonderful. He's a great, he's a really great singer. I know everyone thinks you know oh when he sings he kind of you know takes it. but he's a great singer he's mm -hmm. really really good and he's a lovely guy and yeah so we it, it just worked perfectly and actually even that kind of the bit in the middle which again is probably confusing to people that don't know the flying packet pickets version which is that kind of butter 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 that thing that mm -hmm. was on the original and to anyone probably from the uk that felt really warm and toasty and lovely. But for anyone outside the UK, they probably thought, what is going on? A hundred percent. People were like, I don't get this. They were, and it was, yeah. uh, you know, Selena Gomez has covered it, you know, in recent years and everything. And people were like, wait, what? I don't understand this. And I said, there's always a reason why there is all. And you'd be surprised at like songs that become holiday songs that are not that were not the intention was to have this holiday song. But exactly that. And it's like we wanted to find songs that remind, and again, I'm very aware that this is a very UK-centric, but that reminded people of the holidays. Um, and we have a tradition in this country with a, a retailer called John Lewis who have a Christmas advert every year where they pick a song. And it's not always, you know, a, a Christmas song, but that's what that's that's how reason for doing it. And um yeah, it's it turned out so well. I'm so happy that it did so well. All right, here we go, everyone. This is only you, Kylie Minogue, and James Corden. Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday. I'm moving farther away. Want you near me? All I needed was the love you gave. All I needed for another day, and all I ever knew 
hopping out for a quick second because if you are in fact a Kylie Minogue fan, go check out my other interviews with different collaborators from Impossible Princess, Light Years, Fever, Body Language, X, Aphrodite, Kiss Me Once, Golden Disco, and of course this, Kylie Christmas. And don't forget to rate us on whatever your preferred streaming platform is, Apple Podcast and Spotify. And join me on Instagram, the.original.doll. And if you want to be a part of my community, go to theoriginaldoll.com and click on Patreon. Thank you so much. And if you're a fan of any of these artists and your collector, let me know. Share your pictures of your collection with me on Instagram, the.original.doll. And you can buy an original doll mug on theoriginaldoll.com. We're going to get right back to my conversation with producer, amazing human being, Steve Anderson. All right. Up next, as we're going through the most detailed deep dive for Kylie Christmas uh, with producer Steve Anderson, who, Steve, thank you so much, by the way, for spending time with us today, because every question that you answer, we're getting boxes of donations to help the women in domestic abuse shelters, homeless LGBT plus teens and more. So thank you so much just for talking to us. Oh, listen, I love this and I love that about your show. I think it's fantastic. So I'm I'm always happy to support that. There you see, this is what I love. And the fact that you made music that has connected with people and not just, and I can't emphasize this enough, the amount of questions. And it's funny, a lot of my listeners send me emails. They're not social media people. They found me and they'll send me emails and they would just say, you know, this is my favorite song. Or he worked with, you know, he worked on a Janet remix. He worked on a Michael remix. He did this, you know, Kylie Alt album. Like there's so many people who know you for so many different things. And I think once again, that's one of those, you know, testament to your your versatility. So thank you for giving us this music for decades upon decades. You are more than welcome. All right. Up next, we have Stay Another Day. Now, this has charted in over 10 iTunes charts worldwide since worldwide since 2019. Number four in Latvia on the holiday charts. Number four in Panama on the pop charts. We have Klaus from Sweden. Klaus, I apologize for, for anyone with names that I'm butchering. I apologize completely. Uh, but he wanted to know, when you decide to do any sort of original songs on this album, at what point do you go, this is the kind of song that we need or don't need? When you sequence an album, when do you decide, you know what, we need more of an upbeat song? At what point do you realize you need to add something into the project because it's missing? When it came to writing songs, I don't think we were thinking too much about what it needed. We were just writing, you know, certainly the, the, the songs that I've was involved with we were just writing christmas songs and because we didn't didn't know you know you, you you'll know from speaking to all the people you've spoken to that so many songs get written for an album and mm -hmm. you know only a very few of them get get used so we never think oh let's nail this up tempo because it might not get used as far as the sequencing is concerned i think there is an element of that i mean i think obviously you're going from the, the the snow queen version which was the longer version which had a slightly different sequencing on it but um yeah i think we just i think it's always good i like to have you know to have a bit of variety so you know if you've had a i don't like having four ballads all together unless you're janet jackson at the end of an album that's completely <laughs> allowed unless you unless you're doing 100%. it as a suite <laughs> janet you can do that you're absolutely <laughs> i missed that by the way i miss oh, those yes. last three songs 
just being oh my god mm-hmm. so um but yeah no i'm not keen on that so I, I like them to be a bit of you know a bit of variety to it um so yeah that 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 would be that comes at the end there you go all right so for stay another day which many people in the u.s a lot of people the listeners of the original doll said they had never heard that song before and it was right. from a british group that it was like the mid 90s that it came out was it east i'm looking at my notes east 17 so yeah what about i mean what about that song did you like for your mind would you go you know what this is the one to go with thinking on the global side of it do you know what i mean so stay another day again it's we're very aware that it was very uk centric there's a very if people want to wish to they can go and find stay another day any performance of it by e17 and it was released at christmas but it wasn't a christmas song but uh and there's a oh, lots of performances and they were wearing these big kind of furry coats and it was winter <laughs> and there was snow and i think they've even got them on in the actual the cover of the song actually i'm sure they've got the coats on there um and it was just a winter christmas it was released around christmas it's got the it, the original had the bells the ding 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 those kind of bells it <laughs> it just felt christmassy to everybody unless you don't live in this country and then it probably <laughs> felt like what is this but again it's a lovely sentiment you know and it's you know we always christmas is about joy but there's also an element of melancholy that kind of taps in it's not fun for everyone and it's about missing people that aren't there and not wanting people to go so it it just felt like the right thing and again by this point i had a not a template but i knew it would fit in in this world of again my wonderful you know the girls choir and the strings mm-hmm. and you know and of course the most defining thing about this entire record is her extraordinary vocals which are so warm and inviting and festive and beautiful so um it just was the right thing to do it, it for, for us not thinking for one second that how weird it would be for anyone that wasn't here see this is what i love and so my question though as we talked about there are three different versions of this album there's the kylie christmas the kylie christmas deluxe video and then the snow queen edition and we're going through the snow queen edition everyone i've been sending out the links on how to buy the new reissue of the vinyl buy it stream it purchase it and then put those headphones on and listen to this my question is this a couple of these songs were to your point added on were all of these christmas songs recorded at the same time or were there any the project was done and you went kind of revisited them then added them on the deluxe version yeah for sure so of the songs that i was involved in on this this record which which again wasn't wasn't all of them Mm um we the first batch of songs were recorded in 2015 which went on the first one and anything that was added for snow queen was recorded in 2016. so we we did go back in it wasn't like we added things on that had not gone on in 2015 everything that we recorded in 15 went on so when we knew when we knew there was going to be a deluxe we went back in and said okay what's what did we miss which ones did we miss which ones could we go back and do so there was a second set of sessions to do 
um what was gonna for, for the additional songs so yeah if you look at the two the two main editions because the other edition is again it's just the videos which are amazing that um were all done at angel um yeah anything that wasn't on snow queen was recorded in 2016. oh there you go all right everyone this is stay another day which by the way i believe was the only number one song by east 17. don't you know we've gone too far now just to go and try to throw it all away thought i heard you say you love me that your love was gonna be here to stay Right up next, as we are going through, we're going through track by track of Kylie Minogue's Christmas album, and there are so many different versions of it, which is fantastic. And there are so many people who have talked about loving this album, and it's become one of those evergreens where it keeps coming back, and people still smile when they hear it. Now, the next song, Christmas Rapping, I had never heard of this song until they did it on Glee. I will gladly say I had never heard the song until that. Many people may say, how did you not know? It's like, I don't know every song that was ever made. That's because you're so young. That's <laughs> no. you're so young, James. <laughs> no. Thank you for saving me. There's there's the lifeline right there. <laughs> uh, but this song, Kylie's version with Iggy Pop, went number nine in Spain on the holiday charts. So hola, the Spanish listeners. So for this song, Iggy Pop, now there are many, and we've mentioned before, you were, you were the producer of pretty much I'll say the, the the lion's share of this album. Hmm. When it came to working on some of these songs where other producers or other people were involved, how did you know that those songs were being created happening? Do you know what I mean? Like, were you basically like, hey, I'm involved in this whole project and you're just kind of around and you hear these other things, even stuff that might not have been put on these albums? Like, were you aware yeah, of absolutely. other songs? Okay. Absolutely, yeah, and I, th- I certainly with the writing, we knew other people would, and they, and and so they should as well, and and I think uh, we had so much to do. It's a bit like you know when you're doing a, a you know, doing some massive Netflix series, and you know, or something. Not everyone can direct everything, so I was aware. I mean, I think when it came to the the, the Snow Queen. There were a few more additional things that went in, but some some of them some of them are just I've did everything, uh, produced everything. So some of them I I kind of did some additional things, and some of them I had nothing to do with. Um, Christmas wrapping was was one of the songs that we recorded at Angel, obviously with, initially without Iggy, um, and it was a it was a song that very much came up from the very beginning, which is, uh, and it was by uh, uh, the original was by a group called the Waitresses. Um, and it was a very cool Christmas song. 
you know, you don't often get cool Christmas songs, but it, it was, it is so impossible to sing. It's got so many words. It's like, it is a rap. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and no one line is the same as the other. There is no repetition in it. So this was a real kind of tongue twister for her to kind of get her head around. I mean, she's <laughs> brilliant at it and she's so smart at learning things, but she really wanted to nail it. It needed to be meticulous. It couldn't be like, oh, it, it's a version. It's like it has a rhythm and a flow to it that has to be, it has to be respected. It sounds like a fun song. It is a fun song, mm-hmm. but it, it has to do that. Um, uh, so we recorded it there and then we just had a bit of fun with the the refrain when there isn't the singing with the brass and stuff. <laughs> and I kind of took it into, if anyone hears the original, the difference that we did was I almost went a bit, um, I suppose what I would call two-tone and scar. So we had a whole kind of bunch of mm-hmm. bands here, like Madness and the Specials. And it had that kind of, bit reggae feel to it which i really mm. liked and it felt like the right thing to do um and then again iggy was someone that was suggested we wanted just someone that you would never expect and um and and iggy was a, a, a gentleman and wonderful and i had lots of conversations with him and he just sent me i just sort of said here's some things you could do and he said, well, I've done the things that you've asked me to, but then I've done all this other stuff. And we just, I went through it and then we just found the moments and it worked out. The best thing was that he was just this kind of guy who was hanging around doing stuff and he needed to interject in certain places. Um, such a character, such a brilliant, brilliant dude. And um, yeah, and he's on the record. And it's it's such a fun song. So for those people who have never heard it before, it's your first time, have no fear. And it's one of those things where when I listen to it, the story that it tells, and I'm like, wait, she did what? She's she's cranberry. Wait, she's at the store. Like you're trying yeah. to process everything. It's so fast. So everyone, would you play this? Pull up the lyrics. You know, if you're on Apple Music with Dolby or anything, pull pull up the lyrics and just try singing along because it is so difficult. I am not going to try it because that i do not have that music talent but it's it's such it's an actual rap and it tells the whole story and mm-hmm. i fell in love with the song again when i'm like oh wait she, she last minute she's like oh crap i need to go to the store and i'm like why is she going to the store yeah. and then she meets this guy and it's it's just so hysterical so everyone this is christmas rapping kylie and iggy pop here we go uh, how about the best to All right, everyone. Up next, we have At Christmas. This song charted in over nine charts worldwide. It went number one in Bulgaria on the pop charts, number two on the all genre charts. So it it pretty pre- did, I'd say it did pretty well on its own, which is just amazing in its own right. So, everyone, this is At Christmas. Last December when we were together 
Everyone, up next, we have I'm Gonna Be Warm This Winter. Now, this has charted in over five charts on iTunes worldwide since 2019, and this went number one on the holiday charts in Hong Kong. Steve, can you talk to us? Can you talk to us a little? Too much eggnog. Can you talk to us a little <laughs> bit about I'm Gonna Be Warm This Winter? And congrats on it being yeah. a number one holiday song in Hong Kong. That. I love this. I love the stats. I love the stats. Um, it was recorded originally by a really talented artist called Gabriella Chilmi. And uh, it was one of the more modern Christmas songs. Um, again, we wanted a mix of of old and new. Um, and again, it fitted in this slightly vintage retro world. Um, this kind of what we called the kind of ski lodge sound where it could be a bit for want of a better word, sort of in that Lana Del Rey, Winehouse-esque kind of world, Bronson-y. Um, and, and, and her original was fantastic, by the way. Um, and uh, she also, Gabrielle Chumi, had the most incredible single out um, a little after this called On a Mission, which if anyone hasn't heard, they should check out because it's absolutely defining pop record. Um, but yeah, it was a fun 60s bop. And, uh, just really a, a good excuse to do, to have something that was a bit more modern. Um, and at the time, I don't think anyone else had kind of covered it. Um, and I think it was suggested by um, Jamie Nelson from, from the label, who, uh, who'd, who'd always loved the song. So um, it was, and, and he knew Carly was gonna sound great on it. I love it. Everyone, this is, I'm gonna be warm this winter. Enjoy. up next we have now i'm assuming this because this was a stargate produced track every day's like christmas that yes i see you were credited on there i'm assuming vocal producer on there yeah so so it was yes absolutely so stargate um produced it and then i i did some vocal i did some vocals with her and we did a bit of additional production i mean this is the most impressive thing about this whole song is this is chris martin this is chris martin writing a christmas song especially for her that it was mind-blowing that that would happen it's just absolutely mind-blowing that it would happen um so it, it, it they, they are obviously friends so um it, it came about the very very last minute that this came in it was one of those ones there's a tradition in in a lot of albums but certainly kylie albums where some of the big things only happen in the last two weeks before it goes to mastering. And this really snuck in at the very end. We had to really rush this one um, to get it ready in time. So, but no, this is really, my, my involvement in this is 
is mainly just a bit of just doing some vocals and and doing that but no this is a stargate chris martin masterpiece um that also had an incredible remix that was done by stargate and waterman which is the first time the three of them have been back in the studio together for years and years and years so it went beautifully full circle yeah and it's a stockhead and waterman sounding remix of this song so Ooh. it's a full circle for kylie so check it out it's it's really good i love it everyone this is every day is like christmas which charted in over 17 different itunes charts worldwide including number six in vietnam on the holiday charts number eight latvia holiday charts number nine cyprus in the holiday charts here is every day is like christmas This, this has been so much fun, by the way, just kind of going over these, because I like the fact that we have listeners that are saying how much they love your music and they love this album. And then here are just, and I pull up just the iTunes for this, because that means people chose to purchase it. And I think that that yeah. is a strong testament to, you know, the belief in the in the art where people purchase it they actually you know what i mean they yeah. put their money to this and so this has been phenomenal all right up next we have wonderful christmas time now this is another feature with mika now talk a little bit mm-hmm. about this because this is another cover correct yes so this was recorded in 2016 for the deluxe um and again it was another christmas song from more of a a, a pop angle obviously it was a paul mccartney song um and i I sort of had an idea of doing something with it because actually when it came out the original version when when paul did it was very ahead of its time it had lots of electronics on it which at the time it was originally released there wasn't people weren't using as many synths he's always been incredible at that, that stuff as well as being the most incredible songwriter he's He's always been fantastic with technology. So I just wondered if we took it to the next step from there and took it into a very electronic world, very kind of synth. Um, and I had, uh, I worked on it with a friend of mine uh, uh, whose artist name is Boney, who is an uh, incredible saxophonist, but also a really, really great programmer. Um, and he was great at coming out with some of these soundscapes. So we had real fun working on it. Um, and it was recorded initially as a, as a as a solo thing, but we always thought it'd be a great duet. Um, and then the idea of Mika came up, which was fantastic because, you know, again, they're friends. And it just, Mika's very quirky. The song is quite quirky. And um, I just, we just thought voices would mix, would, would, would blend really, really well together. Um, so yeah, it was, and it was very, very different sounding to everything else. You know, the whole, sound ethos of the first record was very classic you know very wintry either big band or ronson or you know that i felt like that this felt like it didn't it sits it sat in a totally different way like i wanted to kind of get electronica that was warm and wintry so um so it's still got all the bells it's still got all those kind of things in it but 
it, it just takes it into a different era, a, a different area production wise. Well, and that's one of those things. I there were so many people that were saying that the the featured vocalist could not sonically sound more different from Sinatra to you know James Corden to mm. Iggy Pop to Mika, uh, and we'll be talking mm. about Danny. Where you listen to all these featured vocals, these duet partners, and their voices could not be more different. That it wasn't here's the the ballad you know singer coming in and doing that's that's just the style for every single one that these voices are so different and i think something that i've appreciated in kylie's discography that i never paid attention to when i was in the moment of like mm-hmm. loving you know light years and things like that that i never realized how versatile her discography was how she would mm-hmm. always go that left of center and we talked about, and we're going to talk uh, at the end of this about, you know, Impossible Princess, but I look at, and I think, stepping back going, wow, this, this Christmas album is truly indicative of who she is. It has songs from all over the place that somehow manage to still fit in the canon that is Kylie Minogue. So I just want to, mm-hmm. like, say props to you as being one of her collaborators on this, where it didn't follow a formula and it makes sense because it shouldn't make sense. If that makes any sense, like Sinatra <laughs> and Iggy pop on an at, like, you're just like, wait, what? Like, or just in general, like the, even the song choices that it's all over the place in such a good way that I don't get tired of the same Sonics. So bravo to you. But the way you get away with any of those things is her is she is the glue mm-hmm. for everything. So she is the center and, and then you can do anything. She, 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 as an artist allows the impossible to be possible. And you know, that, that, that's, that's the main factor in all of this. So, I mean, this is where we're all very lucky. Any of us that have the opportunity and, and chance to work with her is that you get to play in this incredible world where things would not ordinarily happen, but because it's her, it's allowed. So we have a sort of, you know, we, we, we kind of play with these, 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 these things where someone says one minute, well, oh, wouldn't it be funny to have, wouldn't it be like, do you think we could get Sinatra? Yes, we've got Sinatra. Like, so that then becomes the world because of her. So, you know, we're, we're just passengers on this, really. It's, she's driving the train. I love this. The Polar Express in this particular <laughs> I was going to say the Polar Express. I love it, everyone. This is Wonderful Christmas Time with Mika. The moon is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. All right. Up next, we have 100 Degrees. Now, this is charted on iTunes charts in over 12 different countries. And the Still Disco to Me charted in Israel and on the overall charts. And Steve, your extended disco mix charted at number six on the pop charts in Estonia. And on the all genre charts, your extended disco mix charted at number 33 in Estonia on the all genre song chart. So congratulations to you on that. Good old, good on Estonia. They've got taste. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. 
And if you're loving this conversation with Steve Anderson, make sure you subscribe on Apple and Spotify because part two is coming very soon. And if you subscribe, you get notified first. Thank you for listening and get ready for part two. Make sure that you get your notifications all set up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and don't forget to rate it. My name is James Rodriguez. This is the Original Doll Iconography. The Original Doll.